0: It's party time, mom! Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. That is right, it is National Beer Day. National Beer Day, according to Party Foul Steve over there at the pub. Um, every day is a National Something Day. It is. Uh, I was uh, scrolling through Facebook, and boom, it popped up. So I figured it must be real. So let's do it. <laughs> of course. Chancy, the soulless ginger rapper oh Chance driving us in the nether regions of all things alcohol Candice the queen of the Ethiopians regal sleek uh, <laughs> just like saying sleek hey uh, don't even know what it means
1: every day it's a <laughs> it's new like, descriptive it's like word like you're an
0: automobile or something you're the new Cadillac design um, Chance you drinking whiskey over there? nah no, I don't have anything today don't have anything? yeah okay <laughs> You don't like beer, do you, Lisa? No.
1: I don't like any type of beer.
0: I, I have one every so often. I mean, was, you're practically drinking beer now.
1: Well, yeah. My kombucha has alcohol in it. This is what I drink. My, it's my it's my probiotic, Chad.
0: Has alcohol in it in the form of what? Like algae? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. It's, it's fermented. fermented. It's, it's fermented. <laughs> It's got fermentable stuff.
1: Why do you guys think I come in here so hyped every day? I don't need no it bang.
0: From, it ain't from kombucha, I can tell you that. <laughs> kombucha Golly. Let me see that let me see that koozie you got there. Hold oh, that this is thing great. Well, look at that. Uh, yep. This is this Chad
1: is 22. Chad
0: twenty two. Vote Chad twenty two. I gotta remind everybody, Candace, that that they gotta be making their plans to vote in the primary election or all of this will be for naught. See, normally people just go to the general election. Right, that's right. what happens in November. The people, you're gonna have to go to the primary election. You're gonna have to go to the primary. When's polling. the
1: primary election?
0: Uh, I think it's May of 22. I think oh. it's May of 22. So I could so be wrong on that. I mean, I'm just running for the, I'm just running for it. But I, I think it's May of 22. Okay. so it's an early, that it's sounds, an earlier election. Sounds right because
2: I see all kinds of, even now, I guess there's like local elections going on. So. Mayoral elections, okay. right now. I see is going signs in all over
0: Worth, a lot of people keep asking why we don't have signs out yet. We don't put signs and we don't make our signs available because we want to get through these mayoral elections. We need to get through really into May uh, before we do it because otherwise, you know what happens? They put all these signs out and then they come and they collect them all up. Well, they'll just take our signs too and we got a long time to go. So,
1: But you they don't need to get signs. They can get Prather22flags at WatchChad.com. She
0: said it, not me. Uh, yeah, there's T-shirts. And we're having to be careful with that, too, because of ethics. See, what? Because, because now what we're going to have to do is, like, those we've been selling as quote-unquote novelties. Right. Right? So we can continue to sell those, I think. Uh, but now, every, all the all new stuff, now that we've declared with the state, we'll have to put on our prather2022.com oh. site, and it'll be a donation. Uh, you make a donation and you receive... Right. Your sign or your shirt or whatever. Um, getting the signs and the shirts out there, that's what's important. Because we want to do it. I've got stickers come in things like that.
1: Yeah, all your merch is always on
0: and, point. And, and I'm at a point now where the stickers, I'm just going to start giving them away. You should. Like pins and stickers. Can you
1: give some to me so I could
0: yes, give them course. out? of course. You know, but what's funny is this is almost like a nationwide thing because I've got people from all over the country who are like, we want to vote for you, but we can't. We live in wherever. And so they're asking for stuff, or they're buying things, and I appreciate that. But we need Texans. I was in Wise County. That's uh, the Decatur, Texas mm-hmm. area. We've been in a few that's counties. That's where I'm from. Now. Been in a few counties oh, now. What's that? That's, that's where I'm from. from. That where you from? Yeah. Shout out Kick to Wise out. County. So we were in Wise <laughs> County on Monday night, and uh, had a good turnout—about 400 people. That's awesome. Um, and okay, I, where
1: was it? Were you outside? It, inside what? It
0: was out. It was uh, It was inside a place called the Big White Barn. Love it. Beautiful place. They need to change the name of that deal. Oh, they're
1: that's gracious. They're gonna need racist. to change the name of that uh. place.
0: Uh, Big White Barn. Gorgeous venue out there. Um, and we had about four hundred people out there uh, for the Wise County Conservatives. And I'll tell you, I was encouraged because uh, they're not happy with the status quo. They are not happy, and the average conservative that's truly tuned in to what's going on in texas they're not happy with what's going on now if you're not paying attention people look and they say oh the governor's doing great he's doing great now he's overturning things that he created right uh he created the crisis and now he's overturning them and trying to look like a good guy uh we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things that are going on in texas and with the border uh recent newest developments here on national beer day uh and i i just i'm just telling you folks gotta they gotta get aware we we, this is this is this is as grassroots as it gets
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i mean we're broke we ain't got no money we ain't got no
2: money you know i find a little hope because i'm the one that mails out all those t-shirts and stuff and i start seeing like my home count, you know, hometown people ordering and counties around us, Tyler County, Polk mm-hmm. County, you know, where I grew up from. And there, I'm not really connected with them. I just know the addresses. And then I recognize some last names and stuff. And I'm like, Hey. They're, the word's getting out there, and they're ordering the Chad Prather for
0: Governor shirts. Good. A lot, of people, a lot of people were asking where you were the other night at that, and I said, yeah, Steve, don't really come to the political rallies. Yeah, he, I could have
2: came. I have a nice jacket.
0: He's afraid that he's afraid that somebody's going to start digging shit up on him.
2: No, uh, I'm afraid they're going to ask me some question about that you you know, know? your politics, and I'm going uh,
0: to say, say, I don't know. I, I told no him the idea. other night, I said one of the most profound phrases that I ever learned in my life that a man needs to know how to say in every way possible is this i don't know mm-hmm. Just say i don't know mm-hmm. yeah uh we'll talk more about that hey uh i like to have a drink every once in a while not always beer what i like to drink is wine and you know what i have a wine that uh believe it or not can uh when you drink it about ten times healthier than anything else you're drinking. Down in Argentina, they make a really dark wine. It's a red wine from Malbec grapes grown at nine thousand feet. Yeah, I said at nine thousand feet. <laughs> They've been lab tested, and these wines have found been found to contain up to ten times the levels of a longevity and heart health nutrient called resveratrol resveratrol is powerful stuff it pops up again and again in studies on longevity heart health brain health this wine has it the wines have 90 percent less sugar fewer chemicals fewer additives Plus, if you love steak and barbecue, red wine has been shown to actually make red meat healthier. Uh, Tastes great. Notes of blackberry, leather, cherry, and smoke. Today, the guys at CowboyWines.com. They're going to give you 50% off their best Malbecs, also 50% off shipping. Wine makes a great gift, even if it's just a gift to yourself. Come on, do something for yourself, Lisa Page. Just visit CowboyWines.com today. That's CowboyWines.com. Stay right there. Man, United uh, Airlines, I don't even know that I realized United was still in existence, honestly. I fly them so few uh, never. times. Um
1: I'm definitely not gonna fly them after this because they're just putting anybody up there as long as
0: they're not white. As long as you're not white. <laughs> as long as you're not or white. Or male. We, yeah. uh, before we get into that, I just pulled it up and this tweet is here. Greg Abbott tweeted out this uh, last night. Said Biden's disastrous open border policy encourages smugglers, cartel members, and now terrorists. Uh, they just caught two people crossing the border who are on the terror watch list. Um, somebody told me this morning on Twitter that I'm fear on Facebook. I'm fearmongering, <clears throat> and I'll tell you in a minute why I'm fearmongering. I'll tell you what I said to fearmonger. Uh, Greg Abbott said the crisis is only getting worse. Texas is sending Texas Guard and Texas DPS troopers to the border, but Biden must step up and put an end to the illegal crossings. Um, My question there is sending them to to the border to do what? Mm -hmm. To do what? I I
2: received an email uh, this morning. One of the first emails I read this morning is, why are we not sending National Guard down to the border to And my question was, you know, kind of the same thing, to do what? But it is. If they're going to turn them loose right there at the border, our National Guard could pick them up
0: and let the state send them back, I guess. I don't know. Well, there's, it's, a, it's complex. And, and let yeah. me tell you why it's getting really bad. See, this is something that people aren't thinking about. There, there, there's, let me bring up two points here. We're not the federal government here in the state, right? So it's costing the Texas taxpayer million a year to deal with this crisis at the border. We're having to spend, let's round up to a billion dollars a year. Texas state taxpayers, citizens. It's costing us a billion dollars to deal with this. It's costing billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of the federal government's money, still our tax dollars, to deal with this crisis. The difference is Texas can't just print money. The federal government can, right? we have a budget that we have to stay within so we bitch about the roads and infrastructure and all of these things that need to be done in the state of texas we don't have the ability to just go out there and pick up another loan or pick up another you know mm-hmm. print some more currency that doesn't exist like the feds do so this is a major crisis the second thing and this is what the biden administration is doing and you just think this is a border problem, it's coming to a city near you because now they've started busing these folks and flying these folks all over the country. You know why? Because by dispersing them uh-huh. all over the country, one, it's harder for them to go back, but it doesn't look like there's as many bottlenecked at the border. Mm-hmm. So they spread them out all over the country. So it's like, it's like um, you know, you go, to, you go to the airport and there they are uh james klug was talking about it Monday, uh the other night tuesday night last night whenever it was he was talking about you see them there at these uh at these airports they've got their little manila envelope that says where they're going what their name is where they're going and their information they're get, being given plane tickets to wherever they want to go so it's coming to your city folks so i said that this morning on facebook The crisis is going to be your crisis now. It's not just going to be in Del Rio. It's not going to be in Laredo. It's not going to be in McAllen. It's not going to be in these places like that. It's it's coming to your town all over. Most of these are not Mexicans,
2: correct? These are from further south than Mexico, right?
0: Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador is a lot of it. I mean, because,
2: Um, you know, daily we have people that go back and forth. Yeah, they they have work work, visas. They have work visas. Mexicans and Americans go down south Mm -hmm. and do business and stuff like that, back and forth. But these people are coming from way down there. We need to ship them back.
0: There are Americans that choose to live in Mexico and cross over into America to go to work every day because it's cheaper to live Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. there. Uh, There, there is. I mean, you could go down. I've been there many, many times. You can go to Laredo and you'll see the bridges that go across the Rio Grande the the walking bridges that where they come in and they check in their little visa and they go to work turn around and go back in the afternoon that i get i understand that but i mean this is a this is a deep cool problem i'm
2: cool with that because then we know who is coming
0: across
1: yeah they're accounted for but yeah. the fact that biden hasn't gone down there kamala harris laughs at you the whole have, thing
2: kamala okay harris so has james james brought up a,
0: what's that Steve? kamala harris has disappeared hasn't she Okay, so they named her the, uh, the immigration czar, mm-hmm. right? She's the czar.
1: Yeah, she's like the point person for but it. But
0: this is the same woman who campaigned on open borders. She campaigned on easier path to citizenship of no more calling them illegal aliens that they're immigrants. She campaigned on all of this stuff. She's literally the worst person that they could have appointed to a position and called her an immigration czar. The absolute worst to handle this crisis. (laughs) This administration is a joke, right? When you still have retired ICE director Tom Holman, James Klug talked about him being down there at the border. He's retired for crying out loud, and yet he's still down there at the border working. He's still down there dealing with this. There's so many of these guys that have worked with ICE, worked with Border Patrol. They're still going down there. And where's Joe Biden been? Yeah, He's not down there. Listen, if I were governor of this state, if I was governor of this state, I'd be down there. Uh, t- uh, making my presence known on a regular basis mm-hmm. that something's got to happen here. And I'm not saying, I'm not, that's not my comparison to Greg Abbott. I'm mm-hmm. not saying Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott's been to the border. He knows mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. down there. But I'm just saying, if I was the president, I'd, same thing, I'd be down there. I'd be down there making my presence known. I'd be boots on the ground, seeing what's going on and seeing what's happening. But they don't want to see it. They because don't want to see ah,
1: yeah, so not to cut you off. But, like also, at least let the American people see you're trying, Joe. Yeah, Kamala, just throw in a little effort so we know that you care. They're sending admins down there. Right. The what fact could- that they're not allowing real press down there. Like, and I was saying this yesterday, I ranted in my car yesterday because I just don't understand what's the saying. You vote for a clown, you get a circus. This is it. Right. Everyone who just didn't want to vote for Trump because they didn't like him, well, guys, Thank you.
2: I, I think Thank it was you yesterday that. Kamala Harris was in Southern California. I mean, how close do you get to the border without going to the border?
1: <laughs> it's a joke to her. It's a joke. Everything they don't want to go. They don't want to see it. They don't want to acknowledge it. And we need to know. We need to know that you guys are taking care of this situation. Why? How do we stop this?
0: They, they have no intention of stopping. None. It. Zero. And again, let me go back to what I, I brought up in last night's episode when I said from the Victor Davis Hanson article that we want them to be valued more than Americans because American citizens, they have blood on their hands, right? We're evil sinners. We, we've, got this, we've got the scars there from our past. So we need to bring in a whole new wash of human beings to now. Now we can't deport them. We can't say no to them. We can't close the borders because we need to pay for our sins mm-hmm. of the past mm-hmm. and and let these new people come in here. There is not a there is not a people group on the planet that doesn't have blood on their hands in some form or fashion. Um, no, we, it's what we do by human nature. We, we conquer. That's what we do. It's what we do. Man's inhumanity to man. We've said it a million times. It's what happens. Um, but it's okay, man. United Airlines, they are woke AF. Oof. Uh, it, they're going to fix it all. <laughs> uh, they've come out with a new thing uh, saying that they, let me read their statement. Our flight deck should reflect the diverse group of people on board our planes every day. This is United Airlines. That's why we plan for 50% of the 5,000 pilots we train in the next decade to be women or people of color. Learn more and apply now. So their criteria is they want, of the 5,000 they train over the next 10 years, 2,500 of them need to be women or people of color. Damn. So, I like better Joe, take my
1: name out of the running then.
0: Sounds like Joe Biden's running United Airlines. What happens if, yeah. uh, what happens if uh, they applied the same principles that they're using in sports, right? Uh-huh. And you just had guys that identify as women, white dudes that identify as women, and then they go in there— Let's see that shit show unfold where you got some dude in a wig, some some transgender guy going in there saying, hey, I can fly this thing. Uh, what about little people? What about little people? Mm-hmm. Little people fly? Are, are we not going to be really diverse? Are you talking about When you
2: say little people, you mean
0: That is the uh, political correct term for midget.
2: Oh, as I say, my buddy, the midget from Pridget, would be pissed off. You get call him a little person. I
0: understand. He's a midget, (laughs) but but that that's their term for themselves now. So what about what about uh, the uh, little people? We're not. I mean, they're going to train any of them, or is it just for black and, and right, or just for people of color and for women? This is so stupid. Maybe you have somebody that won't make the damn plane crash. How about that? Yeah. I, I don't care what color you are. They can be all people of color. They can be all women. As long as I know it's the person. Have you ever looked at a flight deck? Have you ever looked at a cockpit in a plane? I'm like, what the hell does that button do? Mm-hmm. There's a trillion of them in there. Hey. But as long as you know which damn button to push.
2: You ever seen one of the fat pilots climb up in there and get in that seat? Because they're like crammed in there. <laughs> this guy. I swear to I've you? watched them climb over. Because they have so- climb over... Everything to get up in the seat. It's
1: got to be very uncomfortable. But but could you imagine if they were like United Airlines now only is looking to hire women and white people? (laughs) We don't. If you're not white,
0: need not apply. Need not apply. apply. Would never happen. It's ridiculous. So to me, when I read that, right, that is United Airlines' really weird way of talking about how non-diverse they already are.
1: Yeah, y'all are really united.
0: Yeah, they, they're, they're not diverse. If they feel like the, their employees don't reflect the passengers on the plane, well, then that means that's a weird way of confessing that you're not diverse.
1: And I've never once boarded a flight and said, wow, there's not enough black people bringing me my drink.
0: I've never, never gotten on a plane time, and thought about the color or gender never, of the pilot.
1: never. Never, ever, not one time. I'm assuming
0: it's a person who's done
1: a the, the, whole lot yeah, a flying of flying, training, yeah. and
2: flying, and you know, yeah. I'm a horrible person. I just always assume it's a man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so sexist. Yeah.
0: Y'all, this is your captain speaking. <laughs> if y'all sit down, put your masks on. We're gonna get this shit off the ground here in a minute. All right, let's go. I mean, what are we down soul plane? Yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you got Snoop Dogg up front. We gotta have Snoop Dogg and, and uh, Shakira.
1: Let's start the hit. Let's flying the plane. Yeah, I mean, Man, as the- everyone's this- boarding, let's play some freaking <laughs> hardcore hip hop as they as they board. So- right, like If Snoop
0: Dogg's so
2: flying, it, we're good. Give me some Drake as care. we
0: board. Okay, this is ignorance, y'all. Candace hates us right now. I mean, come on. Let's take it where it's going. Right, yeah. Let's take it to its logical conclusion.
2: That takes me to this uh, very trivial point that really doesn't matter.
0: Oh, you are going to take it just to a trivial point that doesn't matter? The term balls to the wall
2: is an aviation term. Oh, yeah. The throttle had two little balls on it, and they would push it forward. Oh, I like it. Balls to the wall. What's that got to do with women? Nothing. It had to do with aviation.
0: (laughs) I I, I mean, women ain't got no balls to put to the wall unless you're one of those trannies that wants to fly the plane. There we go. (laughs) It's the truth, man. Golly.
1: Man, I... This is how
0: far off we are.
1: I won't be flying on United just because of that. That's such BS.
0: Listen, political correctness, I'm so sick of it. I'm
1: so... It's shoved down our throats.
0: Later on, I'm going to give you some commentary on political correctness later on. Um... I, I, I it's been festering in my heart and I'm, a, I'm a, oh I can't wait I'm gonna share some stir it up uh I don't know about you but I feel like I'm always looking at a screen like I am right now now more than ever uh screens are everywhere and whether you're uh an avid news watcher or you're in serious need of distraction unplugging yourself is easier said than done Now, one of my favorite ways to rest my eyes and still get content that I'm itching for by putting on my Raycon wireless earbuds and listening to something great. Whether you're catching up on your favorite news podcast, bringing an audio book, listening to the Chad Prather Show, powering through your workout with a pumped-up playlist, a pair of Raycons in your ears can make all the difference. You don't have to deal with the dangling wires or those little stems on some of those earbuds. You see those. uh, They're not going to get in your way. So Raycons are going to come in a range of stylish colorways, but always with a comfortable in-ear fit for more discreet looks. Raycons are built to perform anywhere and anytime with water and sweat-resistant construction and Bluetooth that pairs quickly and seamlessly and with enough battery life for six hours of playtime. You can unplug for a while. The best part? Raycon makes great sound accessible to everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of the other premium auto brands. I don't know if you've shopped those things, but they're very expensive. Raycon's offering you 15% off all their products for my listeners and our watchers. Here's what you've got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash watch Chad, and that's it. You're going to get 15% off your entire Raycon order. Feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at com slash watch Chad. Go to buyraycon.com slash watch Chad, and we'll be right back. Did you see uh, Joe Biden's new infrastructure plan, his new infrastructure budget? Only 5% of it goes to roads and bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Only 5%. But it goes to all kinds of things like abortion and...
1: All the, all the uh, conveniences. Yeah,
0: all the, this stuff. Yeah, it's, it, Somebody needs to explain to Puddin' Head what infrastructure is. States planning on using the COVID-19 vaccine passport. See, here's the thing. Let me make sure you guys understand. Whenever our governors come out and say, we're not going to utilize vaccine passports, that's not saying that, that they can stop vaccine passports. They're just saying they're not going to require them for use within the state. Now, if you go to other places or you deal with big businesses like, let's say, American Airlines or United Airlines, they may require that.
1: Or I don't know you if you're, your kid's going off to Rutgers in the fall. Yeah. You're going to need a passport for your kid.
0: What about <laughs> individual businesses within a state that the governor says no? Well, then you don't have to require you're it. You're exempt in yeah, that I mean, state. You don't, you don't have to require it. Um, so it's becoming a divisive issue, obviously. Um, I mean, the way I look at it, we're, we're already dividing ourselves as a nation. This is going to be a watershed issue, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many ways, these, these states are going to so isolate themselves that they really are going to start operating as their own nations. Because let's face it, big business has us by the balls to the wall. And that's, uh, it's getting hard. It's going to be harder and harder to do business. Um, New York's embraced the idea. They're the first state in the nation to formally launch a digital vaccine passport. Um,
1: California will be next.
0: You know, that's called the uh, Excelsior pass, uh, The uh, Madison Square Garden Times Union Center in Albany, they've already begun using the app. Smaller arts and entertainment venues, uh, they're going to utilize the pass. Uh, Hawaii um, said that um, they're testing the technology. Let's see. um, Said probably won't happen for at least four more weeks. Illinois, uh, the the, uh, Pritzker, the governor there, says supports the passports. Um, added that they should not be required to enter or an event or s- facility uh, as long as it is your choice. People ask you to show that for. Pretty- I don't understand where these people even come from. I mean, why do we even have to say those things? Um, Florida, would- Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, Missouri, Nebraska have already expressed fierce opposition. Greg Abbott, Texas governor, issued an executive order prohibiting state agencies. Um, that's a violation of HIPAA. As soon as you I- agreed. You know, period. Um, So, you know, my thing with Greg Abbott is Greg Abbott likes to wait and see what Ron DeSantis is going to do. And then a week later, after he's seen the uh, backlash from it, he decides if it's a good idea for him to do it. Have y'all noticed this? Like, as soon as it happens. But what's funny is I've learned his pattern, I've learned his pattern. And so I'll tweet or I'll make a Facebook post about and I know right when he's about to do it. Yeah. And it makes it look like he did it after I said it. So all these people are going, damn, man, you got real. You're really.
1: You're such an influencer. Influencing Jack. this yeah. guy. And I'm
0: like, I'm really not. But I just know. I, but it's I, predictable. I, I know how to time him. Mm-hmm. I know how to time him mm-hmm. about six, seven days after Ron DeSantis has made a decision and the positive feedback is yeah. coming. Here comes Greg.
1: You have to admit, though, I, there is something to this Ron DeSantis guy. I like that he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't
2: give a shit. You think some of Abbott's people are watching your Twitter? A hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. yeah.
0: They're True. digging in deep, man. Not only Twitter, there's a lot of crap they're digging into. A lot of, I told the folks in Wise County the other night, I said, in the days ahead, you're going to hear all these horrible things that I supposedly did. I said, if you'll ask me, I'll tell you even worse. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Let's have a real
0: conversation. I mean, y'all, you think, I said, guys, I've lived, and I said, these little old ladies in there, you know, I'm like, I've lived a rock star life. I don't know if you know what that means, guys, but I've <laughs> I'm done it all. Tell you, yeah. I've done it all and uh, enjoyed doing it. Uh, but I'm just a citizen that's trying to step up and, and make his voice heard. And I said, here we are. I said, you're going to hear the days ahead, all these crazy things I've done. I said, but I've done far worse. <laughs> I promise you. Uh, DeSantis. Said it's completely unacceptable. Brian Kemp in Georgia uh, said he's opposed to state-mandated vaccine passports. Won't support any kind of Um, state-mandated. Bill Lee there in Tennessee disapproves. Nebraska Pete Ricketts, nope, will not participate in any vaccine passport. Good for him.
2: Good. Are are there any uh, Democratic uh, governors that are standing up against the federal government?
0: No. Yeah, I didn't think so. They're not going to. So, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, she said uh, the government the, the government <laughs> is not now, nor will we be supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. Uh, there will be no federal vaccinations database, no federal mandate requiring everyone to obtain a single vaccination credential. We'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, sure. Just like you guys are closing up the borders and getting it all under yeah. control. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they're back to building walls now.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Uh, yeah, construction has restarted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's the people I'm envious of. New study finds 7% of all Americans are living internet free. Oop, not me. They're happy.
2: 7%.
0: 7%. So you have, uh, you, you've you got uh, folks like the um, elderly and mm-hmm. um, my mom. All the uh, kids under five. You know, it's... Uh, Old age, remote living, poverty, those kind of things.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Hard to believe? Uh, Joe Biden. I've seen some of the
2: poorest people. They always have a cell phone and they always have the internet. You don't
0: be around poor people, dude.
2: You're a one percenter, Steve. (laughs) What are you talking about? Have you been in my neighborhood? (laughs) You're you're a one percenter. I wish I was.
0: Uh, Five percent of Hispanic adults, nine percent of black adults report they never use the internet. Down from 14 percent to 15 percent. Uh so, so if you look at those numbers, it looks like minorities are using the internet more. Hmm. It's be more accessible mm-hmm. more accessible. I, I'm just surprised that black people know how to get on the internet.
1: Right, I yeah. Mean, they don't
0: know how to get an ID. Do they know
1: what an internet is? What the internet is? They,
0: I mean, I'm not sure if they know how to navigate mm. something like that. I mean, they don't, they don't know how to go get a driver's license mm-hmm. or a no. federal ID or state ID. They don't know how to do any of that stuff. I'm, I'm surprised they even know how to operate the ballot box.
1: How do they operate daily in life in general?
0: I mean, if you're going to send them a mail in ballot, are they smart enough to get to their mailbox to mail it back? Do they
1: know what mail is?
0: What if they put the stamp on the inside of the envelope? <laughs> I mean, these black people are just not smart.
2: No. Can't this handle it. This is anything. the dumbest thing in the world. It's the worst.
0: I put here, here's but this um,
2: is our administration's mindset. This is it's pathetic. It's, yeah, it's, they are the true racists.
1: They are. It's insulting. Yes, that's the word.
0: It's such an insult. If
1: I am a black person, I am completely insulted by this whole woke everything, if, making every making making my culture feel oppressed. We can't do things. We can't accomplish anything. That we need all the government's aid and help and free everything.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: but you can't even say that because you're whiter
0: than well, anybody Well, that's right. I I'm privileged. Well, okay. I'm, I'm so white segment, privileged. In the next so, segment, yeah. we're going to talk about this political correctness because that's that's what everybody's like, eh, they cringe when we say stuff like that because it's not politically correct. I'm going to talk about that. My buddy Cooper Wade, who, by the way, we're going to be together in Seabrook, Texas, doing a show Friday night. A little music for you. Uh, Cooper Wade, He's he put yesterday on Instagram, he said, I flew to Gulfport, Mississippi today on Delta Airlines, rented a car at Hertz, checked in at the Hampton Inn, All of these places spoke out against the Georgia voter ID laws. Uh, He said, I was shocked and appalled that I had to show my ID to board the plane, rent a car, and rent a hotel room. Uh, Oh, wait, you mean IDs are only racist when it comes to voting? Exactly. That's how stupid it is. It's so simple, but it's stupid. Uh, hey, I'd like to welcome our uh, guys at Northwest Retention. I heard from uh, Tim Anderson yesterday. Tim, I'm going to show you something, buddy. Hang on. Oh, oh gosh. Right oh, gosh. It. Oh. No, no, zoom right back into that. Oh, candy. man, right Look there. Look at that. Your zipper's upstairs. down. <laughs> that's zipped up. That just stays open right there. <laughs> Look at that, right there, folks. Look at that. Northwest Retention. That's my belt. Wow. Right there. Woo. Uh, he just sent us some new slings for the rifles and uh yeah good stuff you got yours steve yeah um, i would show
2: you mine but no can't you can't pull that out of the in bag there. in here
0: uh america's premier <laughs> holster everyday gear manufacturer no compromise top shelf every company says that but listen these folks prove it i wear this belt every day normally it's got one of their uh, retention northwest retention holsters clipped to it uh their gear and product innovation is their obsession custom shop They're not cheap, folks. I'm going to tell you something. They are quality. And uh, they got systems for hundreds of firearms, proud to be all-American manufacturing all their products right here in the United States, employing Americans. Northwest Retention, they got goals. They're going to bring you the greatest quality, value, and service to the marketplace. They're going to be innovative and continue to build and provide the best quality lifestyle gear to industry. And most importantly, they're going to show gratitude, help their fellow man build relationships, educate They are a personal company. I hear from Tim all the time. Good buddy. Work to bring the very best to their customers and go above and beyond to improve their community. As far as their products go, you'll not be disappointed. Uh, I've shown you. You see that I'm using it myself. From their outdoor gear to their top-selling Scout chest holster, their concealed carry lines, quality performance are always present. Uh, Check out their website to see what they have to offer for you. Premium quality and satisfaction guaranteed. Lifetime warranty. Got you covered with the right holsters done in the right way. Visit nwretention.com. That's nwretention.com. Enter promo code WATCHAD to save 10%. Be right back. All right, guys, I want to to take this segment, and I'm going to bore you a little bit, but I want to give you permission to be politically incorrect, okay? Because one of the things that I hate so much about what's going on in the world today is what's called collective consciousness. It's shifting more and more towards socially and even legally enforced political correctness, which is garbage, and it's limiting principle that mutes the goodness of those who actively seek to be good to others because of their own choice and volition. So what happens is it turns into redundancy while simultaneously missing the rhetorical force for the trees. The landscape of our communication, the words we say with one another, is characterized with fewer and fewer of those little scrub brushes of genuine critical thought about and our concern for our fellow man because the ground all around us is choked out with the weeds of social conformity. You've got to say everything just right or you're going to get screwed now, why are people so cautious about what we say today in public discourse? I mean, from the water cooler to being up on a stage somewhere in front of a crowd, uh, the moment you hit send on a tweet, uh, you're rolling the dice. It's because it's because, let me put it this way, do you think it's because you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings? or somehow marginalize a group of people by accident with the words you say. Now, the conventional wisdom flowing from the commode that has rented space in our discourse would suggest that's precisely the reason, but I don't buy it at all. The truth, I think, is that it's 100% fear-driven, but not the fear that you might hurt someone else. Rather, it's the fear that someone else might hurt you. Now, see, we're all in a position today to be canceled in one form or another, whether it's getting demonetized on social media, deplatformed, demonized in the press, or even just being ostracized by peers or family. Our heads are all potentially on the chopping block at any given moment based on the words we say. Now, if I choose to accept this shifting snake of a paradigm, uh, what it does, going over everything in my head with a fine-tooth comb before I allow it to flap through my lips, if does that, does that constitute me being a good person in any real sense? Is the conformity to what we call wokeism an analog or even a good replacement for my natural tendency, assuming that I have this tendency, to actually desire not to hurt other people? I don't think it is. In fact, I think it's perhaps the most firmly rooted example of the staggering and deadly difference between collectivist thought and individualist thought. Where have, where are individuals gone? Individual thinking. See, collectivism, that group think applies a responsibility implies, I'm sorry, a responsibility that's out of your hands as a person. You simply blow with the prevailing wind, say what everybody else is saying, regurgitate the words, or you face the consequences. Now individualist thought, on the other hand, Makes that little man or woman inside you, you know your conscience. It makes it the judge, jury, and executioner for every thought you translate into the words that come out of your lips. Now that doesn't mean that you're safe from ostracization, of uh, of course, but a certain amount of that in public interaction in discourse is necessary and good. I mean, bullshit should be called out when it's bullshit, mm-hmm. right? You call it out. That's okay. But what it means is you're in control of your bullshit now. Therefore, if what you say to or around or about others is good, and it's it, it's good intrinsically bound up in that spiritual collection of atoms that makes up your personality, that's great. Ditto if what you say is evil. At least it was said right. It was it was the thing that you meant to say. You shouldn't be judged by that. Now I get the desire out there to root out that evil in our society, but we have to make sure always that we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. See, political correctness or as I like to call it, enforced speech, (laughs) Uh, really what it should be called, it commits this collateral damage to genuine human goodwill. And in the meantime, not only only does it solve evil, if anything, it gives evil good cause to go underground and fester. That's something we could all do without. So when you talk about, guys, when you talk about somebody saying, oh, that's racist, that's racist, that's racist, that person a lot of times is just hiding their own racism, Mm -hmm. right? It's caused the evil to go underground. So the problem here, as I see it, uh, we've been taught to think of everything being on a spectrum except for the one thing closest to the true intentions and feelings and thoughts. We don't allow them on the spectrum other than a person's speech. uh, You can't get any more intimately inside of another person's head but through their language. Language is the gateway between us as a species, and its protection is so vitally important because of that. That's why free speech matters. That's why comedy matters. That's why these shows matter. Uh, I've tried to crawl inside the minds of those who disagree with me on this point. And, and I think that if they could drill down on their side of the argument, it would probably sound something like this. They would say that people who fight the encroachment of the political correctness upon our discourse are doing so in bad faith. So we're evil people, right, because we're fighting political correctness. They don't like that it means they're not allowed to say certain things because those things are hateful and the person wanting to say them is hateful. But if they just remove the hateful speech, we will eventually move the hateful thought that perpetuates it. And if that doesn't work, we'll just cancel the hateful person. So, interesting thought. The first problem with it is that it doesn't work. There is a difference between being afraid to think in a certain way and being unwilling to think in a certain way. The latter has some hard-won honesty to it that you can be proud of. The former is, whether it's meant to be by its perpetrators or not, oppressive and murderous to the imagination. Now, the second problem is, if if this is an accurate representation of the argument, it's that it is built and proceeds upon a dangerous and surely almost always wrong-headed presupposition that the bearer of the bad speech is a human of evil intent how dare he said that he's got an evil black heart This is why people are banned on social media platforms. They're fired from their jobs. They're demonized in the press because again, there's no spectrum in speech in the modern world. And I don't just mean situations like the one where the guy gets fired because he uses the N word in a context other than racism, such as discussing the lyrics of a rap song with his students in a college campus. Now, that is simple in many ways, a simplistic example, but the problem runs much, much deeper in the collective consciousness. We use this cheap mental magic trick whereby we hypnotize our own brain, and then we re it, and it's really frightening. Somebody gets called out for something they've said, and the first layer is that we assume far more about their character in a quick camera flash of false intuition than we could accurately assess even if the person had said it and meant the bad thing it supposedly implied. Now, maybe that intuition ends up being right there, you know, look, because... There are shitheads out there, right? But it doesn't deserve to be that way. It's a coin toss. Then when the person apologizes and goes through the proper amount of verbal self-flagellation, which we actually correctly do not believe because as the thesis of what I'm saying states, the person is almost certainly acting out of fear. And there's no room for any genuine emotion of guilt to be squeezed in. Remember that YouTube video we showed you where everybody was apologizing? Mm. Um the second act of self-hypnosis, we tell ourselves that the reason we don't believe this person is genuine is because they really did mean the thing they said in the bad way that we took it. Instead of realizing that we've cowed this person into servility, the only way to accurately assess what he really thinks would be to give him a little space to breathe. Instead, we lunge forward with our teeth bared, and we cancel them. Uh, what's the icing on the cake? We pat ourselves on the back when we're done because we're rooting out racists and hate mongers. Don't you know we're doing such a great thing? That, my friends, is the problem with pushing for collectivist thought and specifically political correctness. Say what you mean. We'll be right back. So just to let you guys know, uh, we're going to be getting unapologetic and, and saying what we mean at a couple of shows coming up. Going to be a Seabrook, Texas this Friday night. That's April 9th. Oklahoma City, uh, we're going to be there 4-23. Going to be there April 23rd. Oklahoma City at the uh, Cowboy Hall of Fame. Come see us. The Woodlands, Texas at Dosy on the 29th. And then we're going to be in San Angelo, Texas, right in the heart of Texas on the 30th of April. Go to WatchChad.com. for where all the fun stuff is. And, uh, yeah, show your support, Prather2022.com. Got an opportunity over there to, you know, do some things. Um, You'll see when you get over there. Got some platform issues. People always like, we can't figure out if you're serious or not. Damn.
1: (laughs) I get asked that all the time. I know. Is he really running? I know. No, he's doing it as a
0: joke. We're bouncing around. We're going to a lot of counties, and we're talking to as many folks as we can, um, delivering some pretty good speeches, a little Texas history. My biggest thing is reminding Texas to be Texans. Uh, And there's a lot of heritage, a lot of history there, a lot of great stuff. Um, Text it. uh, Well, text it. And a lot of people misunderstand what text it is. But I want us to be able to control our own destiny. And that Mm -hmm. ultimately sums up text it. Met yesterday with a bunch of – I've been meeting with a lot of economists, a lot of – uh, folks that are experts in, in terms of taxes Specifically property taxes We're working on this issue This property tax issue
1: Yeah, you are passionate Please win I, I so re- we can abolish that I really that. am
0: Because it's sick, man People are people are being punished mm-hmm. uh, Go to blaze BlazeTV.com And uh, sign up BlazeTV.com slash Chad Sign up for an annual subscription Follow at Lisa Page Made Me Do It Party Foul Steve And uh, Party Foul Nation We love y'all God bless you We will talk to you tomorrow night, Thursday God bless you, bye Thank you.